everybody had plans that we're going to have a kid and the kid is going to be healthy and from and give us nachas and, and Hashem had other plans. So there is a grieving stage for every single person in this room when your child left the path that you wanted and left many times the path that anybody would want into drugs or cutting or suicidal behavior and just not being stable, not being functioning. So there's a lot of grieving to go on. But there's also a lot of chizuk because we have a lot of success and we have people in the room that they'll be talking about kids who everyone gave up on. There's a kid who the parents gave me, sent me a picture today. This kid, when they threw him out of home, the rav that they were going to, the rabbi that they were going through, supposedly a very chash of a guy, said, your son is not worth your time to say Tehillim for him. Don't waste your time davening, remember? Don't waste your, which is mind-boggling. And that kid now is briskopeus, and he's going to the mirror. So when we talk about grieving, I don't like the word, because we only grieve something when it's, you know, when, when they're gone. As long as a person is alive, as, as long as somebody is alive, then their, their potential is, is there. And many kids give parents tremendous nachas. Like, like I just told them, if you would see a picture of your son, when you came to me, you would see any of these pictures. It's a fantasy. You'll hear their story, but so many stories. Fantasy. And so, first of all, yes, there's a temporary grieving, just like Rahman al-Itzlan. Parents get a diagnosis of their child. The child has cancer, and they thought the kid is going to be going to high school, and now they don't know what's going to be. Okay, life is different right now. We're dealing with a chayla, but grieving... That means that you don't, I mean, why should you grieve if the doctor says, you know, there's a 82% chance of success, tracht gut wird sein gut. There's a 96%, what are we grieving for? Hang on. So yes, we have to grieve that, that right now, we have to grieve that we don't have the life that, that we, we planned for ourselves. And as you said, Hashem has a sense of humor. And Hashem, you know, He has a mind of His own. He just does what He wants. And I wouldn't want any of you to be here. You're all wonderful people. You should be tonight cleaning for Pesach and uh, and doing all the wonderful things you would be doing. You'd be sitting and learning in Marbet Steyr and then what are you doing here? And we look around, we see thousands of families. We see the biggest tzaddikim, their children or grandchildren off the derech. And there's a lot of pain. But grieving is a word I don't think we should use because as long as the child's alive, you can end up giving you more nachas than you ever dreamed, than you ever dreamed. So we have to just temporarily get used to that that um, things aren't what we thought that they would be when we signed up for this. When we got married under the chuppah, we didn't know when we said, you know, we signed the, we didn't exactly know what's coming. And we have parents here who have six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids, and number 11 and 12, it's like, we did it already, it's processed, our assembly line is working. Who needed this? And then we have some that's a ben yachid. It's, it's it's even more painful. And then we have some that, and it's even more painful. And then we have some kids doing that. It's even more painful. We, we this unlimited levels of it's even more painful. 
Just today I was on the phone with parents and their daughter wants to marry a woman. And it's even more painful. I mean, everything is just even more painful. It's even more... What's worse, a girl who wants to marry a woman or a, a kid who's suicidal and wants to die? You know, you, it's even... Everything's even more painful. And just having a child breaking Shabbos, even more painful. Having a child dysfunctional, even more. But grieving... We're very successful, and God willing, we're going to be successful, and you're going to have your kid back, and they're going to give you lots and lots of nachas, and it's going to be Yiddish nachas, and they're going to build a bayis nem and We're just going to, we have, tracht get get, you know? So I don't like grieving. I like dealing. Dealing with Xera, that God decreed, that I, I, I hate it, you know? He didn't ask me, He decreed. And why you and not the, your neighbor and that? What did you do wrong? You, you're, you're, you could be even better people and better Jews and better parents than the people next to you, and you got stuck with this with the, with the kid who's trying to kill themselves, or or and, and and you guys are the crazy families with the dogs because you're trying to save your kids' lives, and you are, Bezus Hashem, right? What did you do? So it's tzaddik virale. It's the old question all the way from the beginning. We wanted to bring you nachas. We wanted to have children, and we wanted them to be from, and to, and and you messed everything up. You just destroyed our whole plan. You know we don't want this. And so, I don't like grieving because I think it's. I think the word is accepting. We have to accept that God runs the show, and He wants this neshama to be given to these neshamas and to the siblings, and he wants something here. There's something very godly happening in our dar that never happened before, where parents are being tested to the max if they're going to accept their children or they're going to reject them. And all the, the shiurim that I gave today and yesterday and sivashalam and tzaddikim and what Hashem did for us in Mitzrayim, it's happening now. Hashem's like, oh, you like that story, right? Where I took you out from Egypt when you were on the Memtesh Haritoma, right? Okay, let's see you do it. Be there for your kid when they're Memtesh Haritoma of today, which is like, I think we're way past. I don't know how many Sharitoma there are, but I don't know. Today what's going on, the confusion. So I think we have to accept that, that he's in charge and he wants something from us and we're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing Ratzon Hashem. You're doing it. Let's talk about what not Ratzon Hashem. So much easier. It's very simple. A text or a phone call. Hi, listen, until you can behave like what we want you to behave like, you are no longer our child. Bye. Easy. You don't have to come to group. You don't have to read a thousand page manual you don't have to have a tp app and you don't have to work on yourselves and close your mouth like you did tzaddikim for a whole week you didn't say anything because you didn't know what to do and it worked out great you know you don't you don't have to be here just just delete delete control all delete bye-bye you know we'll have 10 kids and we'll get rid of one or two or three we'll end up with seven what's wrong the answer is that god said you are my children and i'm going to be with you, I'm going to dwell with you, I'm going to be with you in Golos, right? Even, even though we caused 
We caused the base of Migdash to be destroyed, and we're packing up, and we're going into Galos, and all of a sudden Hashem is coming with his wheelie, and we're saying, where, where are you going? What did you do wrong? He said, I'm going with you. Can you imagine a kid who breaks the rule of the house? And I wouldn't give this advice because we have better advice, but the parents are advised by the therapist, you know, you have to send your kid out. So the kid packs up some stuff, and he goes outside, and he's about to slam the door behind him, and the father is right behind him also with the wheelie. And he says, what are you doing? He says, what do you mean? I'm going with you. Dude, what do you mean you're going with me? You threw me out of the house. Listen, you lost your, you lost your right, right to be in the house. I can't sleep in my bed while you're outside in the cold. I'm going with you. That's what Hashem did. Now, we have no reason to do that and whatever. You know? I once told, parents told me that they were advised that and they taka did that. They locked the door for the kid. And if you heard what the kid did, if you're not twisted, you would say there's no choice. But we've been able to fix those problems without doing that. But the therapist said, lock the door. So I said, fine, you lock the door. I'm just curious, where did you sleep? So they said, what do you mean, where did we sleep? I said, your kid is outside in the cold looking for a subway station to get some warmth and you were you took a hot shower and you went in bed and your fluffy mattress, you know, pad and your sixteen pillows and your quilt and you just you know yeah, you I'm sure you cried yourself to sleep, but you slept there? Really? And so you go outside, find the kid and say, Listen, I'm so sorry that you made this choice, but I'm i I'm with you. And that's what Hashem did. Hashem wanted to be in the base of Migdash. We messed up we had to go into Gauls, into this sick, dark, very twisted, disgusting, full of craziness world. And Shechina Gailimayim, Hashem packs up his bags and he says, listen, I'm really sorry you messed up, but I'm going with you. So this is what we're doing. And we're going to go down to the level and do what we need to do to connect. Nimitz Hashem, this is my plan. I hope Hashem agrees. We're going to daven hard. You're going to connect, and you're going to save her life, and she's going to be home, and she's going to get mature. And look at this kid. They're here a few years, a few years, but all of a sudden the awareness. Ah, epiphany. He wants to get help. He wants to be like, like you. You're his model. What about all the friends? Remember all those friends? We're not going to say what shades, and because we're, we're not, you know, racist. And it doesn't matter, but the f- different backgrounds, right? Not Jewish, different colors and stuff. And, 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 and people you didn't know and people who were, you know, we had parents who had kids who had friends with guys that were in jail, you know, and hey, how you doing? Right? He was in jail, right? Any color. That's bad no matter what the color is if he's in jail, you know? Oh, not in jail. I'm sorry. Wanted for the attempted murder of his father. That's the kind of guest you want to sleep with one eye open at night, you know? Uh, you know uh, unbelievable. And now, he's like, where are all these friends? Tati, mommy, family, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles. It's, it's like a nightmare. But if we survive, which God willing, we, we are, we did and we are, then her friends are going to disappear. And Pedro and, and Mikey and Jakey and all these guys are going to go bye-bye. Um, okay? Joey. And, and mommy and daddy. It's a process of rebuilding the nefesh Adam. And I'm in so much pain over, over you. And, and I, you know, let's put it this way. I cannot feel the pain that you have. Let's say I, I, 
I feel one hundredth of it, right? But I am dealing with a hundred parents at any given week, right? So that's a lot of pain. So I don't mean this to sound callous, but there's something so beautiful happening here. It's like, it's like, unfortunately, somebody comes into your computer lab and takes a sledgehammer and busts every computer, and now you have to find all the pieces and you have to put it together and you're going to emerge with a supercomputer that's going to be stronger than ever. That's these kids. These kids are Mamakim Shabal Tshuva Aymid, Ain Tzadik Yachalamid. Your son is a hero in Klaalisro. He's just a hero. I will never be the toes of your son. And especially, that's a tzaddik. What do I have to say? So can you imagine what's going on over here when these kids come back? And they did that with Monsieur Snefesh that, that you're doing. Monsieur Snefesh, you'll hear what you hear in this story? I mean, just for the Monsieur Snefesh, you, you, you should get a miracle. And you're all doing Monsieur Snefesh, right? Monsieur Snefesh. This is so hard, so uncomfortable what you guys gave up for this neshama. Unbelievable. It's not easy. People say, oh, you just do nothing, right? You try doing nothing like what we do nothing. Busy 24-7. She's busy 24-7. She's running an army, right? One-man army over here, doing nothing. Holding our tongue is called doing nothing. Not criticizing is called doing nothing. Being nice to people we don't want to be nice to is called doing nothing. Tolerating bad behavior is called doing nothing. You're doing God's work on this world. You are living the Yud Gimel Midah you are living it. You are the time of the virus, the Yudgamomid Sarachamim, every minute of every day. Because if you drop, if you, if you drop living on that level, you lose your kid. Uh, I know it's uncomfortable, but it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And you know what? We're never going to know as much as the previous generations. We're never going to daven like our previous generations. What, what carbon are we sacrificing? Uh, what are we giving God? What you parents are doing? Since Adam Arishan, no parent has ever done. Nobody is doing what you guys are doing. No one ever had to, and no one did. The 24-7 focus of self-control, right? Do you know anybody that is doing what you, what you have been doing? This is, this is like so obvious. Hashem does this. It's like a video game. And, and you, you finish a phase and there's like a new phase. Like anybody play Pac-Man? Miss Pac-Man? Pac-Man, no, 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 not me either, no. Um, right, and what happens when you... Right, so what happens when you finish the, the, the board? There's a new board. Things are moving faster, things are moving different, things are... That's like what Hashem does. It's like we had the Spanish Inquisition. Anybody want to go back for that board? I don't think so. Right, I don't like fire. Torture is not my thing, right? And so every every... Every dar, and our dar now, it's so clear that we have the strongest Klal Yisrael ever, right? We have the best tzitzis, right? I'm saying nobody has tzitzis muhudr like we have. And, and matzis, wow. I mean, matzis, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Anybody have 82 different matzis? We have thick, thin, burnt, nah, you know, it's unbelievable. We have muhudr everything. There's nothing that's not muhudr. Right? Esrig. Anybody have a regular, a regular kosher esrig? No way, that's for losers, for goyim. Kosher esrig, for goyim. We have like, you know, esrig, off, off the charts, mahudar, 
best esrig straight from the Chazanish in in the Chazanish's backyard that the Chazanish actually stood there and 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 it went through every Talmud's hands and it's like this esrig is like you know straight as Wi-Fi. Everything we have is mudder. We have the best Klal Yisrael. We have Tyra, like, unbelievable, in every language, no matter what. We should have no problems. Alpiteva, us, our parents didn't even, would never dream. Before the turn of the century, 1980, you would ask somebody, do you know what's coming? 1990, do you know what's coming? Jewish kids are going to do drugs. <laughs> what? Jewish kids don't do drugs. That's for Gaim. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Right? Drugs are for Gaim. Tricks are for kids and drugs are for Gaim. Like, no, and Litvisha and Yeshiva, they're going to smoke on shop. Smoke on kids who grew up from are going to go off the derrick. What are you talking about? It wasn't in the cards. Nobody saw it coming. In the 70s and the 80s, everybody got. I, the Gareb about, maybe now about eight, nine years ago, I, I, I told him what's going on over here and he said, he said, I don't know what changed. He said, Amul, once upon a time, everybody was just getting firmer and firmer. The 60s, we grew from the 60s, 70s, got rid of the TVs in the 80s, we got rid of the, the blue hats, Nebuch, and the gray hats, and then 90s, we grew. Everybody just got firmer and firmer. It was like just unbelievable revolution, just like, right? Byron Cutler would be saying like, whoa, hey, I didn't see this coming. I didn't mean everyone. <laughs> like, he was hoping for like 30, when he opened up in Lakewood, 30, he was hoping, don't kill us, 1% would be fine. And now it's like, if you don't get married and learn for five years, you stomachoy. Shagets. Like what? You're just going to get married and support your wife? It's like, that's for Gaim, right? Now we all got like, whoa! Kailum. How many Kailum were there in 1970? How many Kailum were there before the war? How many Kailum light do we have now? Armies, armies of Chesed organizations. We got everything. And all of a sudden, nicest families, kids, not just that they're not, you know, the best, kids smoking on Shabbos, eating treif, chametz on Pesach, rebellious, violent, anger, right? Is this possible? Would you ever have dreamed? So God is, is, is doing something here. And what you're doing is responding according to Torah. Pashit, Chazanish. Every story that we have, every das Torah that we have, you're responding to it. So it's a Nisayan, but we don't have Nisayanis from you know 200 years ago. We have Nisayanis from today. And they said, Tzadikim said, the Gullus is going to get more and more bitter. And I would have thought that the Holocaust was bad enough. You know, we went what we went through, but we, we bounced back. I mean, who would have thought 100 years, 80 years, 90 after the Holocaust to have this? Wow. And now we're going through this. Personal holocausts in families with kids who have their own emotional holocaust, tremendous pain. And you parents that are so brave and so strong to put your own pain aside and say, what do I need to do for you? What do I need to do for my kid? You know, we have parents crying tears. I built a house of Kedusha. I don't want to put in a television in my house. We have parents who really care, and I, I don't want this sin in my house, but I'm going to do what I need to do to save my kids, with your Das Taira, of course. And, and you're, you're, you're doing it. So what you should do, humbly I suggest, is you should 
be proud of yourself. Because we didn't know what Nisiyanus we were going to have. Nobody's getting out of here with a free ride. We were going to have challenges. There's Nisayin Aisha, Nisayin Aini, you know. This is a real tough Nisayin, but you're standing, you, you, you should, hmm, look at you. You're not crumbling. You're smiling. You just smile. She's smiling. Okay? If, if you, no, if you had to write down a letter to yourself at your chuppah of what you're going to be going through, you would have not gotten married. You would say, like, like uh, what was it, Chizkiel? Who was it? Chizkiel? Not, not going to get married. Right? They're heroes. They're, they're heroes. Yes, you need your time to feel bad for the dream that you had that Hashem messed up. I understand. It's true. It's true. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. But look how you're responding. Your her- heroes, heroic strength that you guys have. And you're actually smiling too much, so chill a little bit. Partying. We're having such a... Oh, you, that you smile when you're tired. Okay, no problem. We'll get to you soon. Right? In this room, you can, you can express yourselves, and you can, you're in a room of tzaddikim. So the only thing you should do is look in the mirror and say, Wow, I am amazing. I turned over my whole life for Hashem. I have this kid. She's doing everything that I don't want her to do, and I'm not losing her. And I'm just going to hug her and be there for her and, and do everything that's hard. And that's how you know it's Ratzon Hashem. Because everything that's hard is right. And everything that's easy is wrong. Everything. What's an exception? Everything. Not just with Yiddishkeit. Everything in life. You want to lose weight? It's hard. You want to get fat? Easy. Pick anything. Pick anything that you want to grow, do, everything is hard. Anything that's, yeah, that's why if you're not sure what to do, right? Think about what's easy. That's wrong. Everything you're doing is so right because it's so hard. And at the minimum, every time that you do the hard thing, you are Makayim, mitzvah, assay in the Torah that says, Vahalachta bedrachov. The mitzvah, assay, just like matzah. Remember? They asked the Chazanish. Chazanish said, it's a mitzvah, sorry, Satmer, close your, close yours. That's okay. It's a mitzvah to vote in Eretz Yisrael. So they said, Rebbe, a mitzvah, you mean like matzah? He said, no, like mar. It's a bitter mitzvah, yeah? This is a mitzvah, saseh in the Torah, like matzah? No, like mar. But it's a mitzvah, saseh, v'halachta bedrachav. Mahu rachum, afata have rachum. You went in and you saw something, your initial reaction was to go back to the room, open up that safe with your thumbprint, come out, guns blazing, and you controlled yourself. And you said, no, self-control. Mahurachum, chan, erechapayim. It's a mitzvah saseh in the Torah. You have more mitzvah saseh than as much matzah as I'm going to be able to eat. With the brisk kashir. You guys get mitzvah saseh all the time. I feel bad for you. I wouldn't want this. I, I, I feel terrible. But Hashem has spoken. And, and He's giving you the option. You could fight, hate, rechilos, lashon hara, sinna, your over lifna'iver, when you make people wear all of that, or the path of the Balshemtav, of the Chazanish, of every Gadol. Every Gadol. Every Rebbe. No matter who it is. Peace, love. But it requires a lot of patience and tolerance and 
you're becoming black belts up here of self-control. Not just in the halachas of don't turn a light on on Shabbos. A guy once asked me, you never by accident turn on a light. They can't imagine it. But nobody works on their midos. Midos are for kids. Midos are not for adults. When kids act out, we say, that's not good midos, right? Listen to Uncle Maishi and Marvelous Midos Machine. Adults act out, we're always justified because it's always in the name of Hashem and Tyra. You know, like, anger, that's fine. Right? And all of a sudden, you're working on your midos. You're, re, you're, you're gonna love yourself in five years from now, and I'm saying this humbly, I'm jealous, but parents have told me over and over again. Just last night, I was on the phone with parents of Merit Yisrael. Such a hush of a guy. He, he was involved, I don't want to give away his identity with too much, he was Makar of a lot of, a lot of Kir Vachaikim. Fantastic person, has many from kids in Kail and, and the works, and, and wonderful Taira Gdullah B'Makam Echad. Mamish, somebody that we would all stand up for, look up to, wonderful. And then all of a sudden, gets hit with this kid. Kip, kid in pain. He told me last night, he said, I thank her. I thank her. She made me change. She said, he said, I would have gone the rest of my life, another 60 years. I can't say all the words that he used, but I would have been a, let's call it a jerk and, um, uh, judgmental, thinking I'm better than everybody because she made me dig so deep in my kishkis of tolerance and patience. And, and I owe her so much. So this is like going going to the gym. This is going through a program of self-growth. Somebody just said yesterday in group, said this is not about our kids. See, this is this is about us. This changes everything. This changes our relationship with Hashem. This changes our amuna, our bitachan, our amuna in our children, that they are good and even if they're doing bad, they're really good and they're kamimal. Our our relationships, our davening is different, our tefillah is different. So we can either get run over by it or we can stand up like every Nisayan. Avram Avinu was Oymed bin Nisayan. That means that he withstood, but he stood on top of it. He was taller. It's like a guy goes into the ring, right, with an opponent, and he's fighting him, and he knocks him out, and then he stands on top. That's the ultimate victory, where he could stand on top of the guy, and the guy can't move. When you're Oymed bin Nisayan, you're taller, you're bigger. That's why it's Nisayan. Anyway, is a flag that makes you bigger by GPS, please. And there's a whole thing. The third chapter of GPS, which is written for teenagers, is all Nasiva Shalom. The third section is about dealing with life's challenges. There was a man who was about 65-ish who was unfortunately diagnosed diagnosed with Yanamachla and he was in the hospital for several months. And he wrote me an email afterwards. He said that that section of GPS written for teens with all the pictures is what kept him going. It's all about dealing with challenges. So no, we're not grieving. You only grieve something that's gone. says in the Siva Shalom, what's so bad? What's so bad? He says, because if you're forgetting Yushalayim, means that you think it's dead. Yushalayim is alive. Our hope is alive. Our children are alive. And our dreams are alive. And she will come back and you will grow and you will have as a Sashem, the most amazing family because it didn't happen automatically. You're doing it, you're building it, you're rebuilding the motherboard.